Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. I've been, uh, I've been thinking about what to share over the last uh, few weeks, particularly when David told me I was speaking today. So, <laughs> no, I, I, there's been lots of things stirring in our hearts, and we've been talking a lot as elders and, uh, and, and as uh, ministries about this next season, how we, we're to navigate it, how we're to go through it. Um, little things that have changed that I recognize are a bit of a challenge, like having just one row of words on the screen that's not as brightly lit as others. So the very clever and smart Beryl and Pauline at the back there were looking at the screen at the back to see the words because the words at the back were clearer than the words at the front. But the reason we've done that is so that people who are watching at home can at least see the words on the screen above the head of the musicians so they can follow the words as well as we're worshiping together. Just, just in case you were wondering why we did that, if we've not already said it, okay? And so at the moment, we're kind of doing things for people at home and for the, the congregation that meets here. But I just want to say this. If you can be here, be here. Make it an absolute priority to be here. And I've been thinking about what to share today. And it, it kind of su- it's summed up by one word, and it's this, influencers. Influencers. And um, God wants us to know that we are influencers. That's what we are. You are, I am an influencer. I, I, I kind of got my head a little bit around what it meant to influence people when I was at school because there were some days at school at registration when the teacher would go through the list of names and certain kids weren't there, it made my day feel better. Doesn't that sound terrible? It sounds really bad, but the fact is, when they weren't there, the class was a better place to be. The day went more enjoyably. It was a bit more relaxed. Now, I was never bullied, but just their presence, just, just annoying. Just really annoying. Their behavior wasn't good. Their speech wasn't good. The way they behaved. And when they weren't there, it was like, oh, it's going to be good today. They're not here. <laughs> but then on the flip side, I realized, but also, if I am here, then I can be the sort of person who, if I'm not here, people will say, it's such a shame he's not here. And there was, uh, there was one instance um, that kind of added up to this. We, we, were, we used to go to Bible Weeks a lot when we were growing up, and they were at Bilthwells. If you really went to the Bilthwells Bible Week, can you give me a wave? And uh, so I was about 13, uh, 1988, and the theme was Back to the Future. It was like ripping off Back to the Future to kind of engage with teens. And I was at a youth gathering led by a wonderful man called Johnny Matthews. And uh, it was all about this. And he was like a version of Michael J. Fox. He was like a born-again Michael J. Fox. A born-again Marty McFly, if you know, Back to the Future. And, and I was in this meeting, I was 13, and there were other, other people probably up to about 15 or 16 in that particular meeting. I remember seeing one guy walk in, and he just looked really cool. He had cool hair, he had a really good sweater on, he had really cool jeans, stone-washed <laughs> jeans. He had a really cool pair of high-tech silver shadow trainers, and I thought, this is the guy I want to be. And as I, I saw him come in, and, and then during the worship, one of the first meetings we had, we were worshiping together, and I saw this guy exuberantly and zealously worshiping Jesus. He was jumping, he was dancing, he was raising his hands, he was singing his heart out, and I thought, he's even cooler than I thought! But he influenced me. I remember that. I've, I've ne- I don't know his name, I don't know what he's doing now, but I do know this. I saw him. And I saw how we worship God, and that influenced me in how I worship. And here's the thing. There will be many people that will have seen you or heard you. They may not even know your name, but you will have influenced them. 
I just want to say that. There are, in this room, as I look across this room, I see a room of influential men and women and youth and children. We are influencers. We're influencers. And the, you know, the, the fact of the matter is the kingdom of God is here to influence the world. That's why Jesus says the kingdom of God is like dot, dot, dot. And he says it's like yeast that permeates the dough. It's barely, you can barely see it. And the dough is a huge batch of dough, and yet the yeast permeates and gets all the way into the very edges, right up to the edges, and it permeates and it brings lightness to the dough. Or he says the kingdom of God is like a seed that a farmer sows and one seed lands in the soil, but from that one seed produces a crop and a harvest that's 30, 60, 100 times the amount. That's the influence of the kingdom of God. Well, Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed that's planted. It's a tiny seed, and yet it forms this amazing tree that is big and bushy, and its leaves offer shade and shelter to animals and birds alike, and it, and it produces something beautiful in the garden from something very tiny. The kingdom of God is influential. And therefore, as men and women and children and youth of the kingdom, we are influential. Amen. We're influencers. If you turn in your Bibles, please, to Matthew 5 just going to read a couple of things that Jesus says and a couple of things that Paul says about how we are influencers. And uh, Jesus, after giving the Beatitudes, Jesus is saying, listen, if you're, if you're like this, then you'll receive the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is yours. If you uh, recognize your need for God, if you're humble, if you're mourning, if you're hungry for justice, if you show mercy, if you bring peace, if your heart's are pure, if you're persecuted for doing the right thing, then here's the thing, you receive the kingdom of God, it's yours. And so as those who have received the kingdom of God, as we have, we can also count ourselves in with what Jesus says next. And in Matthew 5, 13 to 16, Jesus says this, you are the salt of the earth. Other brands are available. We are posh in our house, we've got three different kinds of salt, sea salt, rock salt, and that salt. So we're very, very, doing very well. But he says, you are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? And then he says, you are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. It's a nightmare for your electricity bill if you start doing that stuff at home. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house in the same way let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Amen. Why are we influencers? To bring glory to God. Yes. To bring glory to God. When that young man danced and worshipped God in that way, he was bringing glory to God and it inspired me to do the same. That we are the salt of the earth, that we are the light of the world. Jesus is saying, you're here to bring taste in Colossians 4, verse 6, it says, let your conversations be seasoned with salt. The way that we speak, the way that we sound is to be different. And we're the light of the world. We're to be seen. Three senses already. I've got a doctor in the front row. Three senses already, Rich. Thank you. And then if we turn to 2 Corinthians 2, please. 2 Corinthians 2. This is Paul's description of us. 2 Corinthians 2, 15 to 16. In fact, I go to verse 14, because that's what preachers always have to do. They always have to go a verse earlier than they say. He says, thank God he has made us his captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession. Why would I not want to read that? 
And now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. Our lives are, like, are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. But this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and those who are perishing. In those who are perishing, we are a dreadful smell of death and doom. But to those who are being saved, we are the life-giving perfume. And who is adequate for such a task as this? We smell good. That's a Sauvage by Dior. Is it you touching me or me touching you? I don't know. Sorry, John you. But Jesus says that we're this scent, this aroma, this perfume of Christ into the world. And when people are around us, they get a whiff of Jesus. We give off these things. It's who we are. Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Paul says, you are now saved. And because of what Christ has done in your life, you are like a sweet perfume. You're just giving it off. And some people go, and some people go, ooh. It's not our problem. That's what God is doing in their lives. All we're to be is who we are, influencers. Fragrance. You carry a scent. You smell good. Nobody believes that, do they? You do smell. Ovi, you smell great. just want to say that. And here's the other thing that we are. We're the body of Christ. Ephesians 4, just pop into Ephesians 4 for a moment. It's not up on the screen. Um, this was a, a late edition, but just want to talk about this as well. And we talk about this a lot, but, I, but I, again, it's important that we go over these things. It says here in this, at the end of verse 15 and then in verse 16, Christ is the head of the body of the church and he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. We've got salt that tastes, adds flavor. We've got salt that seasons our conversations. You can hear it. We've got light that can be seen. We've got the aroma and the perfume that can be smelled. And we've got a body that you can touch. In fact, John says that about Jesus, isn't it? In 1 John 1, he says, We saw him and we heard him and we even touched him. The living word. Well, now that's us. We're the people of God. We're the body of Christ. We are influencers. You know what? We live in an age of of influencers. And on the next slide, um, okay, so honestly now, have a quick look at that. I know it's a little bit dim. Just raise your hand if you you know more than one person on that slide. More than one. Not just one. More than Fran. You've always been hip, Fran. I've always said that about you. Okay, more hands going up in this section than in other parts. And that tends to be where the youth sits, weirdly. So, Stefan, I knew you'd know loads of these guys. So, these are online influencers, YouTube and social media in particular. Okay, so we've got PewDiePie up here on the top left. And we've got KSI, Dan TDM. And we've got Mr. Beast. Who knows Mr. Beast? Anybody know Mr. Beast? I've watched some of his videos. Uh, Jenna Marbles. Uh, and then you've got, uh, I can't remember, Charlie D'Amelio and Cristiano Ronaldo. Charles Smith knows Cristiano Ronaldo. Ch- Charles Smith has been blessed by Cristiano recently. But all of these people are online infos. Beauty, dance, comedy, gaming, particularly Minecraft, um, art, digital magic, cooking. 
music, pranks, collecting stuff. These people have loads of followers. So PewDiePie up there has 110 million subscribers on YouTube. He has had 27 billion views of his show. 27 billion views. I thought the Living Rock Church YouTube presence was decent, but to be honest, we're in his shade on that one. And then Charlie D'Amelio there is a dancer, and she is, uh, she's had 73.3 followers on TikTok. 73.3 million, not 73.3. <laughs> it's a third of a person. They're not convinced. <laughs> we'll see. 73 million followers on TikTok. Don't even know what TikTok is. <laughs> I'm still not sure. I really am not sure. And then we got Cristiano Ronaldo. Give me a wave if you know Cristiano, please. Yeah, okay. Probably the most well-known, generally well-known. Recently, he re-signed for Manchester United. Like a dog returns to its vomit, the proverb says. No, I'm joking. No, that's not true. That's not true. My son is a Man United fan. Charles is a big Man United fan, and they're an excellent team. Kerry Jones is a Man United fan, so I'm not going to diss them anymore. He started his career essentially there as a teenager. He's come back. Big, big news. And I was listening to an interview on TalkSport. It was the third choice goalkeeper. I can't remember his name. He was being interviewed by some guys. And it was Cristiano's, the end of Cristiano's first week. And they were asking him what, what difference Cristiano Ronaldo had made to the club. And he said, it's amazing. He says, it's transformed how the players relate to all sorts of different things. He said, it's really upped the profile of, and, and the way that the players are behaving. Their standards have gone up. And he said, on a Friday at Old Trafford, they do a treat at the end of your dinner where you can have um, apple crumble and custard or you can have chocolate brownie and cream. And he said, and all the players get into that on a Friday afternoon, but not the first Friday that Cristiano Ronaldo was in the canteen. He said, not a single play player dared to get up to get dessert. <laughs> Until Cristiano Ronaldo went to get it, none of them were going to touch it. And he said, normally we're all over it. And he said, and, we, and, and all everybody wanted to do was, what's on Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo's plate? What's he eating? And he said he had three plates and everything was just clean, good, healthy, wholesome food. And it just changed the culture. And I thought, isn't that amazing? One man walks into a club. He's only been there a week. I know he's well-known and he's a prestigious player, possibly one of the greatest players who's ever played. But he had an influence on a whole squad of players by his own behavior and attitude. And I just want to say, we are influencers we can transform the cultures around us. We do it. Why? We're more influential than any of those people. We are influential because we have the Holy Spirit living in us. He's the most influential person ever. And he's in you. And he's in me. Because Jesus has allowed him to come into us. John the Baptist, didn't he say, I baptize with water but him. Here he comes, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Summed up Jesus' ministry like this. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. He's going to fill you, flood you, saturate you, soak you with the Holy Spirit. Isn't that amazing? So then Jesus can say to his disciples, if you put the next slide up, please. Matthew 10, 20. God will give you the right words at the right time. Does everyone worry, worry that you're going to say the right thing sometimes? But Jesus says this, don't worry. It probably is a, a lower tone than that. Because <laughs> he's way cooler than me. Don't worry. Don't worry. God will give you the right words at the right time, for it's not you who will be speaking. It will be, listen to this, the spirit of your father 
Isn't that a beautiful description of the Holy Spirit? It's the Spirit of your Father. He's so loving. It's a relational Spirit. He's a relational Spirit. The Spirit of our Father speaking through us. Isn't that amazing? There have been things that you have said and I have said. I don't even think we've been aware at times, but we've been speaking by the Spirit. He's just given us the right phrase, the right tone, the right things to say. Trust that the Holy Spirit in you, I need to trust that the Holy Spirit in me will give us the right words at the right time. And not to worry about those things. Not to be fearful. It's not what God's already said to us this morning. Don't fear. And then, oh, these three verses. I mean, if you're going to memorize three verses from the Bible, it's got to be up there. There's got to be up there. These three verses are all about the Holy Spirit. You are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit. If you have the Spirit of God, what? Living in you. Visiting you. Popping in every now and again. Occasionally coming upon you, like in the Old Testament. No. Living in you. He's taken up residence in us. And Paul's like, Surely, Paul, you've labored the point enough there. We get it. Paul doesn't think so. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. And Christ, what? Lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead. What? lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit, what? Living in you. It was an interesting Sunday morning for my voice to break, didn't I? (laughs) Paul talks in three verses about the Holy Spirit. He names him three times. And he calls him within that time, the spirit, the spirit of God, and the spirit of Christ. And we've already said that Jesus is the spirit of your father. He's the spirit that's in the Godhead. He's the person. He is God. Where is our father? What did Jesus teach us how to pray? Our father who art in heaven. Where is Jesus? Where is the resurrected, ascended, glorified Jesus? Seated at the right hand of the father. But which part of the Godhead is with us right now? The same spirit of the father, the spirit of Christ, the spirit of God, the spirit, the Holy Spirit. He's here with us right now. And not just that, he lives in you. Wow. The Holy Spirit lives in me. He's not going anywhere. He's not looking at other houses on right move. He's living in me. And some of us, we've, we've built an extension for him. But I'm not saying you need to do that. But you know, he lives in us. And Jesus, in three verses, he talks about the Holy Spirit six times. He says five times the Holy Spirit lives in you. Twice he said the Holy Spirit will give you life. Paul, Paul is writing and he's, he wants us to get this. The Spirit of God lives in you. The same Spirit that resurrected Jesus. Ephesians 1.19. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead and seated him in the place of honour at God's right hand. I want to pause on this for a moment. So I've asked Will if he would just come because I, I don't want to move on from this truth. Okay? And if I don't say anything else, but this is something that we catch today, I'm very happy with that. 
There's other things I could say, and I, will, I, you know, I might say, but, but right now, what I really want us to understand is that the Holy Spirit lives in us. Can I just ask that you stand for a moment, please? We're going we're gonna to sing together. and I, You don't need to sing per se. If you want to sing, that's fine. The key is just, just to engage right now with the Holy Spirit. You don't need to sing to, to speak to Him or to relate to Him. He's, he's with you. He's in you. He's the person who's here right now. He's present. He's the comforter and the counsellor. And He's wonderful. Holy Spirit, we just say right now and recognise you are wonderful. You are awesome. You are the one who is hovering over the waters, waiting for the Father to bring the word, to say, let there be light. And when you moved, there was light. When you moved, the sky and the sea were separated. When you moved, dry land appeared amongst the oceans and life was birthed birds and fish and beasts and, and us that we were born because of your work Holy Spirit we thank you that Holy Spirit you're the one who descended on the sun as he came out of the waters of baptism the same spirit that anointed Jesus for his ministry as the father spoke of his beloved son and the son in obedience went through the waters of baptism the Holy Spirit you came and you fell on him and you filled him and empowered him, the same spirit that you're with us right now. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that as Jesus moved in power, cast out demons, healed every disease, resurrected the dead, that Holy Spirit, you're the same spirit who's here in us right now. The same spirit that breathed life into Christ's dead body, resurrected, took him into glory, seated him at the far, at right hand of the Father, that the same Spirit you're in us right now. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that as you were poured out onto the disciples at the day of Pentecost, filling them with power, filling them with words, filling them with life, that you're the same Spirit who's with us right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here. We recognize that you're present, Spirit of God and that you're in us. You are within. You've put within us a well that from us will flow rivers of living water. Here's Shambhala. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Let's ask that you take your seats again for a moment, please. Thank you. Thanks, Will. I, I was going to go through a list of people, a line of faith. We're just going to quickly go through them because I, I just want us to recognize the influence of godly men and women like Michelangelo. Painted the Sistine Chapel, sculpted David, and uh, he said this, I give my soul to God, my body to the earth, and my worldly possessions to my nearest akin, charging them to remember the sufferings of Jesus Christ. He died at the age of 88. His last words were, I'm still learning. <laughs> but he loved Jesus. Artists like him and Caravaggio knew and, and loved Jesus. And then musicians, I think it's next, is that right? Next slide? Oh, a scientist, sorry. Michael Faraday, pioneer in electromagnetism and all stuff related to electricity. And uh, he said this, the book of nature which we have to read is written by the finger of God. 
multitudes of men and women have pursued science because they knew that there was a creator God who'd brought laws and, and uh, things into place that they could study and, and follow and learn from. People like Robert Boyle, Blaise Pascal, uh, Johann Kepler, Isaac Newton, Maria Agnesi, Mary Anning, Gregor Mendel, Louis Pass. I mean, just so many people who were influencers because of their faith in Jesus Christ. And then composers, if you put the next one up, George Friedrich Handel. Anybody heard of Handel? Yeah. <laughs> and Bach and Tchaikovsky were all Christian believers, but Handel's Messiah is a three-part drama corresponding to Jesus Christ's birth, redemptive work, and eternal reign. Did you know that? He wrote those three parts in line with those things, Jesus' birth, Jesus' redemptive work, and Jesus' eternal reign. That's what inspired that opus. He was an influencer of, of modern music as um, Michelangelo was an influencer of Western modern art. And then authors like C.S. Lewis, Charles Dickens, J.R. Tolkien, Emily Dickinson, lots of us. He says this, this he said many things, C.S. Lewis. Spent a whole day quoting wonderful C.S. Lewis quotes, but said so the stamp of the saint is that he can waive his own rights and obey the Lord Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? And then influences in society. Florence Nightingale was called at the age of 17. She felt God had called her to serve and to bring medical care to those at the front line of the Crimean War. She was the first woman to ever um, enter into a military hospital, transformed the environment for wounded soldiers. And she did it all because at the age of 17, she knew God was calling her to this purpose. She even inspired Jean-Henri Dunant to found the Red Cross because of her bravery and her work. And she transformed healthcare in this country. And she said this, to be a fellow worker with God is the highest inspiration of which we can conceive man capable of. But how can we be fellow workers with God if we do not know his plan? Isn't that amazing? People like William Wilberforce, who was part of the abolitionists and emancipators who ended the horrendous uh, slave trade. John Cadbury, um, if you go to Cadbury World, you'll see what he did as a philanthropist who genuinely cared for his work as a Christian man and keeping the chocolate theme, Elizabeth Fry. <laughs> did this one for my mum because she loves the Turkish delights. But she was called the Angel of Prisons by Queen Victoria. And she transformed the way that women were treated in prison who often took their children to prison with them. She went into those places and she said, it's an honour to appear on the side of the afflicted. And she said this, oh Lord, may I be directed what to do and what to leave undone. Lord, let that be our prayer. Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King Jr. What a man. Christian minister who stood for civil rights and against racism and discrimination with non-violent protests and speeches and so influential that he won in his lifetime the Nobel Peace Prize in 1964 for combating uh, racial inequality by peaceful resistance. And in one of his preachers, he said, we need to recapture the gospel glow of the early Christians who were non-conformists in the truest sense of the word. Their powerful gospel put an end to such barbaric evils as infanticide and bloody gladiatorial contests. Finally, they captured the Roman Empire for Jesus Christ. Wow. Martin Luther King Jr., what a man. And even Nelson Mandela with his Willingness to put his faith in Jesus. He said, the good news born by our risen Messiah who chose not one race, who chose not one country, who chose not one language, who chose not one tribe, who chose all mankind. Transformed by Jesus Christ and our Queen. She said this in one of her speeches in 
Christmas time 2014. Jesus Christ lived obscurely for most of his life and never traveled far. He was maligned and rejected by many, though he had done nothing wrong, and yet billions of people now follow his teaching and find him the guiding light for their lives. I am one of them because Jesus Christ's example helps me see the value of doing small things with great love. We're influencers. We must never do this. You know, the, the fact of the matter is, the power is still on. The light is still glowing. The lamp is still burning. The issue is, we've covered it up. The salt is in there, but we've left the lid closed. The aroma is there, but maybe we've put a lid on it. Maybe we haven't, but I just want to encourage all of us to blow our cover to blow our cover. One of the reasons I've shared this today is because I've heard of many Christians who are in significant positions in our communities. And in this church, we have men and women who are influencing in education and in healthcare and in business and and in uh, practical outreach and just help and support influences in their homes and in their families. They're caring for their families. They're caring for their children. So many different ways that we are influencers in, influencers in schools and colleges. But just for all of us to, be, to do this, make sure that we always blow our cover. Never leave anybody wondering. Let's be bold. Let's influence and know that we can do that because the Holy Spirit lives within us. Devote everything to him. Makes it holy. I'll talk a bit more about this another time maybe. I, I won't get there now. But I just want, to, just want to say to be who God has made us to be. And I want to commend people in this room who are already doing that. And, and please don't think I'm saying none of us are doing this. I believe that we are. I just want us to do it more. To let him out. Because why? He's in us. As we're filled that we overflow. That we are sharing our faith with our friends and our neighbours. I love the fact that Josh and Beth Guy shared their faith with their neighbours during lockdown and that their neighbours came to faith in Jesus Christ. I love the fact that initiatives are ongoing. Suzanne is doing a fantastic job with the mum stops. Rachel is doing a great job with her team in, in, in helping feed the poor and the needy in, in Leicester, Rachel's table. Christine um, continues to do so much for the International Life Group. Katie is working with the Father's Heart Youth Branch. Janet is carrying on with her fantastic work with the Pebbles. The youth leaders do a brilliant job with our kids, equipping them. And Elijah, just for us, brings his non-Christian friends to youth and they're being influenced in that place. Elijah in school and also by what happens here on a Thursday night. And I love it. And our Hot Rock team, that we can bring families and know that their children will be well looked after in that group and they'll hear about Jesus. And as people sit in this room, they'll be influenced by the gospel. As we go out into the world, they'll be influenced. What Richard is doing with the wall, Ovi and Laura with Reunite and their desire to pull together the Romanian community and others and see them reached for Jesus Christ. It's going on already. Life group leaders in the room that are looking to support others and care for others, thank you so much. And please, if you're not in a life group yet, sign up because we have great life groups and wonderful life group leaders. Thank you. Leading in business and the workplace, as I've said, leading in homes and families and caring for those around us, leading in communities, volunteers and governors. With Sadie, what she does at the school and so many others that are just influencing in our community and in business and Rich, what you do and just so many other ways. 
I was reluctant to start mentioning people because then you feel bad you might leave someone out. But there's so much influence here. And I just want to make sure that in every situation we are always certain that our light is shining brightly. That the lid is off and they get in the fragrance wherever we go. Ooh, that is tight. That's nice. That the, the salt is always going. You know, it's interesting, isn't it? All of these examples are tangible. All of these examples are physical. All of these examples are real. You can touch them and the, the body of Christ. It's who God has made us to be. Men and women and children and young people filled with his Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I want to thank you for your Holy Spirit. Just want to thank you for your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I want to thank you for you. I want to thank you that you're here with us and that you're here in us. Lord, we want to be people of your presence. That wherever we go, we know that we carry you with us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, you come to us into the schools and colleges that we walk through, to the shopping centers, to the streets, to the workplaces and the hospitals and the clinics. Lord, that wherever we are, wherever we go, into our own homes, into our neighbors' homes, our families' homes, you're always with us. You're always in us. And Lord, we just determine in our hearts to make sure that we are quick to blow our cover, to shine brightly for you, Lord, to release that fragrance, to be that salt, Lord, to be the body of Christ in this earth, that we will be men and women and young people and children of great influence, Lord. Because Holy Spirit, you live in us. We are full of power. We are more than conquerors. And we thank you for that, Lord Jesus. May we do it all for your glory. All for your glory, King Jesus. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.